All right, hey everybody. Um, happy to be doing the announcements with you. Alice and I are out of town this weekend. We've actually gone off to a conference, a Vineyard uh, Leadership Conference, but I wanted to be a part, and so uh, I'm going to do the announcements for you real quick. Uh, and so we have some cool stuff coming up this week, and the best way to find all the announcements always is with the app. And if you don't have the app, go into the App Store and get it for your device, because it will tell you what's going on. And you can check out upcoming events, and I know that from that, we have a worship circle coming up on the 27th which I believe is a Wednesday night in a couple of weeks. That's there. And also on the main page of the app, it will give you clues as to other things going on. Like The Chosen is starting back up. They're going to do season two. That's on the app. And that is starting October 26th. So we'd love for you to get involved with that. In fact, if you go on the app, you can sign up, let them know you're coming, just so they make sure they have plenty of materials there. Um, that's coming up. New Bible study for women started up on this past Monday and will be running here. It's an in-person service on Monday night. It's on the app too called How Much More. You can go to the app and check all of that out as well. Don't forget we're doing the As You Go prayer all over the neighborhoods. Grab some magnets. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for the people that live around you. Ask God to bless them. That's a big deal. And uh, we're into our, we've gone through a thousand of those magnets already. We're into the second thousand. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I think that's all I have for now. Uh, and, uh, and so with that said, we love you guys. Have a great time in church. We'll see you soon. Thanks for doing the messages, Pastor Steve. We appreciated that. And hello, everyone online. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited that you get to spend this time with us. The worship set is amazing and the message even better. I am so excited. I hope you're nice and comfortable. Enjoy. Good morning, guys and gals. Good morning. Hey, hon. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm quite well. My coffee is kicked in. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely got that post-coffee. Yes. You are alive. <laughs> At 8 o'clock, she's like, good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm allowed to be sedate. <laughs> We're glad you guys are here. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do. We're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a minute. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. It's been... A very, it's been a powerful time last night and at 8 a.m. So we're looking forward to spending that time with you. After worship, Pastor Georgina will come up, lead the kids through a Bible verse, and then we'll dismiss them off to their Sunday school classes. As a reminder, fourth and fifth graders, we opened up your room. So it's at the end of the upstairs hallway in the back, back there. It's the Jonah room. So fourth and fifth graders, take note. You get your own room now. Yay. And after the kids go off to Sunday school, then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Doug today. That's me. Yay! He's so handsome. I had to say it because your mom's not here. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> Before we get into any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, come. We love your presence, Papa. Thank you for meeting us anywhere. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, God, and we invite we invite you in deeper, deeper into our hearts and our minds and our lives, God. We want our hearts to beat with your heart. We want what you want. God, help us to draw closer to you. And we join with the churches all around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Almighty and merciful God, by your overwhelming goodness, keep us from everything that may hinder us, so that we may be ready in body and soul to cheerfully accomplish whatever you want us to do. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Chaplain Duck. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. 
He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter into our time of worship now, and we're going to lift up Jesus' name today. And I'd encourage all of us to participate in this time. If if you're joining us online, please sing out in your living rooms. If you're here uh, with me now, uh, we can hear you guys when we're up here. Sing with us. And it's always so exciting and encouraging when you guys join us in this time of worship with your voices. We'll see the words pop up all over the place. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. We sing in Jesus' name.
Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. You are so good to us. And we are so, so thankful, God, that you are our defender. You are our savior. You are our guardian. You are our hero. And you are our friend, God. And you're so, so good to us. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I would ask that you would be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are, that are shown to us. God, we want you to speak. So use the words today. Share your heart for us, God. The Holy Spirit, I would ask that you'd be with those who are working with our children. Anoint them, God. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning. Hi, Cole. You are. Thank you for being the first one. So cool. Hi, guys. Okay, so I know you guys already know the answer, but we can never, ever forget, right? What's the most important book ever? Good. Cole, you're awesome. Good. And today's story comes from the Bible, and it's from, we're still in the book, the first book of the Bible, which is, does anybody remember? (gasps) Very good. Wes, good job. Genesis. How about you, Nathan? Genesis. Good job. Yes. And today's story is a continuation of what happened last, last week. We learned about Noah and how God saved Noah, right? And when God saved him and his family, he told them to go over all the land and multiply and fill the whole earth, right? To spread all over. Guess what happened, guys? Noah's family grew, but they found, they moved to a valley, and they stayed there. They didn't do what God said. They disobeyed, right? But And they said, look how great we are. Let's build ourselves a big city and this build big, big, this big, big tower that will touch the sky, right? Let's build that so that everyone can know how great we are. But God is greater, right? And instead of saying God is great, right, and making him famous, they were saying we are great, which is not right, right? Yes, so guess what happened? Yes, you're right, Cole. Yes, Sarah. Sarah, that's really good. Yes, God mixed everyone's, everyone spoke one language, right? And they could understand each other, but then he changed. He did make fish, Wes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. He did, Nathan. And so he changed their language, right? So they couldn't understand him. So all of a sudden, they're talking like this. And then they hear, niños, siempre obedecen a Dios, porque Dios los quiere mucho. Do you know what I said? You couldn't understand me. That's what happened. They couldn't understand each other, right? So whenever somebody was making a plan and they were showing them what to do, they were like, huh, I don't understand, right? So that's what happened. And they stopped building. And then they did what God said. They had to spread all over and find people that they could understand. I know. And our Bible verse reminds us that whatever we do, we need to do it for the Lord, to bring him glory, to make him famous. Because if we do it just for ourselves, it's not going to work out good. Okay? So you guys ready to hear the Bible verse? Cool. It's Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. And it says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it are not yet. Not yet. I'll tell you once you repeat. It's okay. Yeah. Those who build it labor in vain. And then it says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman, right, stays awake in vain. That means it doesn't do them any good, right? Yeah. Okay, good. So you ready to repeat after me now? All right. With one voice, nice and loud, okay? Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Good. Okay, ready? Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Good job. Unless the Lord 
watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Good job, guys. That was really good. Awesome job. The children are receiving stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. They look aquatic themed today. I'm seeing whales and narwhals. Those are one of the coolest kind of whales. They, they might. If there was a narwhal here, he'd probably be doing some damage for sure. Yeah. No, no. Okay, guys, are you ready? We're going to pray for you, okay? So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Ready, guys? Okay, Father in heaven, I thank you so much, Lord God, for taking care of us, Lord God, for always saying to us, don't do that. That's going to hurt you. That's not good, right? Thank you, Lord, for loving us in that way, Lord God. And I pray that the little ones will understand that there's blessing in obeying, right, and doing what is right. In Jesus' name, what are we saying? Help. Amen to that. Awesome job. Thank you, Pastor Georgina. You always do such a great job. How about a hand for Pastor Georgina? I remember being one of the kids that would go up. Pastor Georgina wasn't doing it at that time. But uh, (laughs) anyway, welcome. It's great to be here with you guys. I'm so excited to share with you today. Uh, my parents, my, my dad is Pastor Steve and my mom is Miss Alice, in case you didn't know. Uh, but they are in Arizona right now. They're visiting some friends currently and they're, they were driving out to the Grand Canyon and they're super excited about that. And, uh, you know, they send their love and they miss you guys. But we'll all be back next weekend. There's a, there's a vineyard conference out there. Starts uh, Monday evening that time. I'm guessing it's late here. So be praying for us to avoid the jet lag too bad. It always hits me hard, the jet lag. Is anybody else like that? I, I'm, I'm a Florida boy. <laughs> East Coast time for the win. But anyway, that's where they're going. So I get to share with you a little bit of shopkeeping before we jump in. Uh, on these screens, to my right and my left, your right and your left. They're different, but the same, at the same time, there's a QR code. Uh, if you open up your phone's camera app, it's a smartphone, hopefully it's 2021. If you don't have a smartphone, I apologize, this doesn't apply to you. But if you do have one, you just use your camera app, scan that, it'll take you to a link to our Connect card. Uh, if this is your first time here, we'd love for you to fill that out, gather your personal information, and uh, contact you constantly. But just kidding. We'll, we'll send you a text. And we have a gift for you back at guest services we would love to hook you up with there. So... Uh, also, we started um, an initiative to pray for our neighbors, the As You Go prayer movement. Uh, there's a link on our church app that will give you some more information about that. But uh, at the end of the service, I'll pray as you go. And as you go, there's magnets uh, that are by the door on your way out. And our encouragement for you is to uh, pray for your neighbors, uh, take that magnet, and in a somewhat safe place to leave it at your neighbor's property, not on their mailbox. That's a, that's crime. We don't commit crimes here at the vineyard most of the time, but don't put it there and uh, pray for your neighbors. Uh, another idea I had, if you just want to put on your fridge, because magnets go on fridges, right? Where else do you put a magnet other than your, your fridge, put on your fridge. And every time you go to grab a drink or grab a snack, pray for your neighbors right then and there. So uh, that would be a great idea for that too. But uh, in encouraging us to pray for our neighbors, how about we pray for our neighbors right now? So, Holy Spirit, would you come? God, I thank you for Big Pine Key. I thank you for all the keys that neighbor Big Pine Key. And I thank you for all of those who inhabit our islands, God. Lord, I lift them up to you. God, we want to see renewal, revival, and breakthrough in our communities So, Lord, bless our neighbors. Bless those who live close to the church. Bless them big and bless them abundantly. Bless those who are around our homes, God. Give them a sense of your peace. Give them a sense of your grace. Let them know how much you love them, God. Reveal yourself to them, God. We want more of your kingdom in our homes and in our neighbors' homes. We love you, Lord. And we thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So the title of my message is called Innkeepers. 
And um, if you, like, I already plugged the app once. We'll plug the app a lot of time. But there's fill-in notes uh, that are provided. I'd encourage you to open it up uh, on the app and access that. And I discovered this week that we can include links to things, which is kind of cool. So there's a link to a book that I referenced uh, somewhere in there, too. That, that's pretty cool. But the title of this message is called Innkeepers. Um, and you might be thinking, well, an innkeeper, why are we talking about innkeepers? And probably the, the most famous innkeepers, the poor innkeeper of the, the Christmas story that we watch every year. You know, the guy that kicked uh, pregnant Mary out. He's very rude. And, uh, you know, the Bible really doesn't make him out to be that much of a, a bad guy. Like one bad Yelp review ruined that poor man's career for thousands of years. So we're, we're not talking about him. We'll be talking about a different innkeeper. Uh, last week, uh, my dad talked about loving our neighbors and avoiding labeling people and <clears throat> loving people well. Uh, we also, uh, that discussion was about Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well, and it was a Samaritan woman, and he taught us a bit more about uh, the Jewish community and how they viewed the Samaritans. There was a little hostility there. So uh, that will play an important part of our message today. Um, but before we jump into the message, I was informed that the most important part were the jokes. So my, my brother-in-law was like, oh, you got jokes when he heard I was speaking. Like, you're not concerned about what I'm talking about. You're not concerned with how much I'm studying. You, you want the jokes. And um, so I got jokes. Not very good. I'm telling everyone about the benefits of dried grapes. It's all about raising awareness. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the sympathy laugh. It's all in the delivery. This one's not very funny, but it's for the gamers. The game developer was hopelessly saddened when he found out the games he made couldn't be ported from computer to the PlayStation and Xbox. He was inconsolable. Thank you. Thank you. This one's cheesy, but it's kind of funny, too. What did pirates call Noah's boat? The Ark. I had one more joke that was my favorite, but it was banned by my dad. He's like, it's right on the edge. And he referenced it to another joke that was way over the line. I was like, it's not that close to the line. I'm not going to share it with you. We'll have to wait for next time. I, really, you think I should do it? It's 930. Promise not to fire me if it's too far. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to receive any nasty letters. Don't tell Pastor Steve. Don't tell my dad. He's probably watching. But don't tell him I said this. Why do ducks have feathers? To hide their butt quacks. Thank you for letting me say it. Please contact Pastor Georgina for any complaints about that joke. Wow, you defied your dad? <laughs> they, they asked for it. They did. You did. So it's not my fault. Anyway, I've asked my lovely wife, Kimberly, my, my wife, my teammate, our awesome violinist and singer to... It's me again. Do the scripture reading for today. So, honey, why don't you go ahead and do that? All right. Let's pray and uh, refocus here. <clears throat> but wax. What? <clears throat> Come, Holy Spirit. Papa, we are thankful that you are our descender. In this crazy world where it feels like there's no safe place, there's you. And we praise you, God, because you've already won the war. Help us to trust in your victory as we fight our battles. Amen. Would you stand with me for the reading of the word? On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. 
so too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, honey. So that's such a great parable. and Jesus is so amazing. And there, there's so many messages that uh, you can preach from that. And I'm going to preach all of them today right now. <laughs> no, I got I have a few points uh, that I'm excited to share with you. And uh, the first one, you know, I want to talk about that initial encounter that Jesus has. It's with an expert of the law. And the expert of the law asks him a pretty reasonable question. Right. But with the expert of the law. He already knew the answer because he he had the answer. And, you know, I love Jesus's move where he answers the expert's question with another question. That's always a power move. Whenever you're in a conversation and you want to establish that you're in charge, you just answer any question with another question. Got it? Okay, cool. Um, So they're playing a bit of verbal chess. And, you know, when Jesus asks him, what do you think the answer to inherit eternal life is? Expert of the law gets it right. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, my hope for our church is that if we got to ask Jesus that question, our next question would be, how do I love God with all my heart? How do I love my neighbor as myself? The expert, though, his second question is, who is my neighbor? Who exactly do I have to love? As myself. The expert probably loved himself. We all love ourselves. Um, But he was looking for an exclusive list. He wanted to know who exactly he had to love. Okay. Uh, Jesus answers that question with the parable of the good Samaritan. Okay. And we read the man coming down the road. And so really the answer to eternal life found in there. And the, the main point that you know, I'm going to make here, our first point uh, that I want to talk about, is that Jesus in that passage was the Good Samaritan and we are the innkeepers. Uh, a lot of times when we talk about this passage, um, you know, we'll talk about it in Sunday school, we encourage our kids to be like the Good Samaritan. And we often use that term, Good Samaritan, to represent somebody doing something kind, like, oh, hey, thank you for returning my Amazon package, or you know, something simple like that, but there's so much more to it that I want to unpack today. And I wanted everybody to know that Jesus is the hero of the story. Jesus is the hero. Uh, growing up, when I was younger, wasn't that long ago, I'm still kind of young, but um, superhero movies were starting to increase in popularity. And I remember watching the movies and wanting to be like the hero there, maybe not the tight spandex deal, but sort of being the cool guy who who got to save the day and, and get all the glory. But uh, the truth is, is I was never meant to be a hero like that. You know, I had other dreams too, where I was like a quarterback for the Dolphins, and I wish I could be that, but I'm not, and that's okay. Uh, but, you know, it's so comforting to know that Jesus is the ultimate hero. He's the only one who can save the day, and that's really going to be the main thought here of this message. But... There's a lot of cool stuff in this passage. Um, when I was getting ready to, to share today, uh, I came across writings from St. Augustine and Hippo. These are like old writings, but it was still really good and really powerful stuff. Uh, and there's a link in the fill-in notes uh, to the book that I found that has uh, this imagery in. And I'm just going to kind of go through it uh, piece by piece. So uh, we start with the man coming from Jerusalem to Jericho. And that man represents humanity. It represents us. It represents our journey, our journey in life. It represents us. Jerusalem represents the city of heavenly peace. 
represents the city of heavenly peace, and Jericho represents our lives, our mortality, us being born, growing, perishing, and all that. And uh, a friend of mine was here at eight, and he was like, you know, I was in Israel a few years ago, and you know, he said that the walk from Jerusalem to Jericho is really like down. It's a, it's a, it's a slope. It's a downhill thing. So Jericho is our our mortality. The, the thieves that we read about are the evil one and his cohorts. Uh, you know, he's the one. They're the ones who coerce the man. They beat him. They rob him of everything he has, and they leave him half dead and broken and in need of a savior. Uh, we see in the story a priest that walks by. We also see a Levite, and they represent uh, an old way of salvation an achievement-based way that can't save the broken Uh, we read about the bandage of wounds uh, the oil and the wine that the good samaritan pours out on the broken man that's a new life found in christ that represents the new life found in christ he heals our wounds he pours out gives us a new life the horse, the donkey, some translations will say horse, some say donkey. St. Augustine you know, said horse in his book. I believe the NIV might have called it a donkey. But either way, that represents salvation in Christ, to believe in Christ. That represents our belief in Christ. That's what takes us to the inn. And that end represents the church. It represents our communities. It represents where we're formed, where we're repaired, where we're brought back, where we're made whole. The next day in the story, he goes to the church and he heals. The next day represents the resurrection of Christ, represents that time. The two denarii, I'm getting the pronunciation. My wife's normally right there. She's not there. I, I looked to her. And she's not there. So I just looked. She wasn't there. That's okay. I was like, am I saying that right? The the two denarii represent the commandments of love that we were given. Love God, love your neighbor. That's how you inherit eternal life. And that brings me back to the Samaritan. That word Samaritan there in that passage can translate to guardian. He is our defender. We We sang that song today. He's our defender. He's our hero. And we're called to be the innkeepers. We keep the inn. So how do we become... Effective innkeepers. That's the the second fill in there. How do we become effective innkeepers? Uh, My dad mentioned this passage last week in Acts. It's uh, in the first chapter, the eighth verse. And this is right before Jesus' transcendence into heaven. He, He says this to the disciples in the early church. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I sent my notes over to uh, my dad, Pastor Billy, and Pastor Billy was gracious enough to give me a a little Greek translation. He's our Greek expert. And uh, he said that word power translates, comes from the Greek word dunamis, dunamis, and that's where we get uh, our word for dynamite from. So when they're talking about that power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was talking about, it's an explosive power. It's an explosive power. So we're effective innkeepers when we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to partner with us. He wants to help us in our lives. He wants to give us new life. He also wants to partner with us to give our neighbors new life, to give our community new life. Holy Spirit wants to partner with us. We read this in Romans chapter 8. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. A partnership with the Holy Spirit isn't just clouds in the sky playing some heart. He wants to change your life right here, right now for the better. Today. He wants to change your family's lives takes a partnership with Holy Spirit. Also, we become effective innkeepers when we find our identity in Jesus. The last few services, I couldn't say identity properly. We find our identity. There's a lot of T's in identities, like two. It's a lot. But we find our identity in Jesus. 
Having that relationship with Jesus, knowing that he's our hero, means that we have value. We don't have to be the hero, but we still have value. We don't have to be the main character, but we have a part to play in his story. We read about finding our identity in Jesus in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Guys, his mercies are new every morning, they're new every day. You don't have to hang on to shame, guilt, or anything. His mercies are new. You're a new creation in Jesus. The psalmist says this, I can press the button. There we go. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know full well. There's so many tremendous scriptures about finding our identity in Jesus. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, God's special possession. You belong to God. We read in Ephesians chapter 2, that we are God's handiwork, that we are his craftsmanship. Some translations say masterpiece. You're his masterpiece. And he loves you so much. You have such worth. Hold on to that. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Know that you're a part of his story because your identity in Jesus. And that brings me back to the point Third point, what's your in? What's our in? What does it even mean to be an innkeeper? You talked about how to be an innkeeper, but what exactly is an innkeeper? And it goes to what's your in. And, uh, you know, I'd say our, our most important ins are our homes and our families, those who are, who are closest to us. Um, in my family, I want them to know how much Jesus loves them. And, uh, you know, I've had to pray for my boys every day. Uh, they were pretty wild in their early lives, and I, I swear there were some guardian angels working overtime, <laughs> keeping them as they are now. But thank you, Jesus, they're, they're here and they're doing awesome. And, you, you know, now, because uh, that's been such a part of our lives, uh, my, my six-year-old, my son, Reed, uh, if somebody says anything minor, like, oh, I have a stomach ache, like his first response is to go up, put his hand on them and pray. And, you know, it's a six-year-old praying, but, man, those are, those are moving prayers. And I, I, I never want him to lose that. And, you know, part of that's my responsibility to make sure he's encouraged in that and he's loved in that. That's part of keeping the in. Your in might be where you work. It might be your relationships with your, your coworkers. Um, you know, obviously a different relationship than, you know, your relationship with your six-year-old son. But they need to know... How much Jesus loves them too. And, you know, I think there's a bit of pressure that comes off, uh, especially in church world, when we realize we don't have to be the big hero. Like, it's, not, it's not my job to save them. It's not your job to save them. Whose job is it? It's a hero's job. It's Jesus' job. But you can love them. You can be a part. You know, everybody's ends are going to be a little different, but it, ultimately it's just the, it's the people around us. It's our, it's our communities. We read in Romans chapter 10, how then can they call on the one that they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. It just takes us. Knowing him, that's the first step, loving God. We go out, we love our neighbors. Mother Teresa said this in a very similar theme here, uh, talking about inns. Um, and, and Mother Teresa was somebody who went all over the world ministering to, um, to folks. But she says this, stay where you are and find your own Calcutta. She would minister in Calcutta, India, and do lots of great things there. Stay where you are, she says, find your own Calcutta. Find the sick the suffering and the lonely right where you are in your own homes and in your own families in homes and in your workplaces and in your schools you can find calcutta all over the world if you have the eyes to see everywhere wherever you go you find people who are unwanted unloved uncared for just rejected by society completely forgotten completely left 
alone. Uh, so often, you know, our society pushes that bigger, better, stronger, faster. I think there's even a song that has all those lyrics in there. I'm not quoting, you know, the song, but you get the idea. It's a go big or go home mentality. And, you know, I, I've grown up here and uh, I've been called the ministry at a very young age. And, you know, when I was younger, I, I dreamed of doing big things. And um, I haven't left Big Pine Key yet. 30. We'll be 31 next month. And, but, you know, I, I'm called here. I'm called to my home. You guys are my family. I love you all so much. Um, we, we have to keep track of our end. It doesn't have to be big to be big. It doesn't have to be all over the world. We, you know, we can start in our, our Jerusalem, those around us. It starts in our communities. Uh, my dad's testimony is pretty miraculous. He... He was healed from addiction when he was 25 or so, and it was like an overnight thing. He just left him. And my testimony was very different. You know, grew up here. Uh, I remember being seven. I'm going with seven as the official age. I was six or seven. I'm going to go with seven. And uh, it was a Christmas Eve service. And um, you know, towards the end, my dad was offering that salvation prayer at the end. We hear, and I remember raising my hand. And it's not like Jesus wasn't with me before then. He's with the kids. But um, all I can tell you is that I've known Jesus my entire life, and he's always been such a good, close friend. There are times where, you know, it's been hard. I have my struggles. It hasn't been perfect. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. I have type 1 diabetes. So often I ask, why, God? Why do I have to have this? You know, it'd be so perfect if I could just be healed right now and not have it. It'd be great. I'd love to have cake, but I can't. I could have a little bit. But. <laughs> and, and, you know, there, there, there's healing from that. You know, I, I've, I can manage it, do manage it. But. I, I see friends go through tragedies, horrible things that just should never have happened. It's like, why, God? Why did that have to happen? Why does it have to happen? I, I can't answer that question. But all I can tell you is that Jesus... Brings that peace beyond all understanding. He always does. He always turns things around. He's always there. Jesus is the hero. He has our bandages. He has the new life. So we take that donkey. We go on. Some of us might relate more to the, the broken man. That's okay. But I encourage us all to be innkeepers. You don't have to be the hero. We're called to be innkeepers. And God says, I'll take care of you. I will reimburse you everything that you need. And that's not a, that's not a promise of earthly prosperity. It's not a promise of earthly wealth. But he gives us what we need. And what we need is love God. When you love others, we get what we need. So love one another. Avoid labels. Be like the Good Samaritan. The Holy Spirit, would you come now? Would you bless our church, God? Bless those that are here. Help us, Lord, to be innkeepers. Lord, we thank you for the ends that you've called us to. Help us to, to see them in new ways and keep them in new ways, God. Lord, we want our kids who are about to walk through the door to know how much you love them, God. Bless our children. Bless our families. Bless our community, God. We ask, God, for that renewal and revival and breakthrough so much. We want your, your dynamite power to just come. Use this church as a launching pad for it, God. Start a new thing. God, we want to see you move. We want to see healings from cancer. We want to see healings from addiction and disease. We want to see families restored, relationships restored, broken hearts mended. God, bring healing, bring comfort in wonderful ways. Ways only you can. You're wonderful, Lord. You're worthy of all of our praise. You are awesome, God. And we love you, Jesus. And so, church, I thank you for partnering with us. Uh, your, your offerings 
Help this church keep the daily activities going. You, you partnering with us keeps this church running. It keeps the, the, the lights on and all that good stuff. So I thank you for your amazing generosity in partnering with us. The info is there on the screen. I believe you can also do it in the app too if you want. I do it in the app. The info is there. Let's sing the doxology. Let's see. We'll load up. Here we go. All right. Sing with me. Praise God. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you and give you peace. And as you go today, remember to love your neighbors. Grab a magnet on your way out. I believe the the big red bus is out there. If you you want to donate blood, you're welcome to do that. And um, catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. And if you're joining us online, thank you so much for being a part. Uh, We love you guys tremendously, and we're so thankful that you joined us today. My parents will be back next weekend with Are You Talking to Me? Part 5. It's going to be a really good study. I'm looking forward to worship next weekend. Be praying for our staff as we travel. Love you guys. See you soon. Bye. Thank you.